Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Bianca Albone about her Halloween wedding at Walt Disney World. And I have saved this episode for an entire year for you guys so that you can hear all of the fabulousness she had, all of the Halloween tie-ins, and maybe give you guys ideas if you're planning to have a wedding at Walt Disney World during Halloween. So welcome, Bianca. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. First, I'd like to ask how you guys decided that you even wanted to get married at Disney. We both really love Disney, and I actually looked at venues up and down the East Coast, and we decided that it was kind of fair to make everybody travel versus going one location or another location. And I had always just really loved the Disney weddings. I felt like they were very inclusive. They really know how to make a theme become into a dream and into reality in the end. That's great. And did you pick wishes just on account of sheer numbers or did you decide between wishes and escape? We had originally considered escape, but it was a numbers thing for us. Once you say the word Disney wedding, people that perhaps if you were going to have escape, you necessarily wouldn't consider start getting very excited. And so we decided to make it all-inclusive. Plus, I really wanted to have the reception factor of the Wishes Wedding, which you couldn't really get without going outside with Escape. So it was really overall the numbers and that the package was just much more fitting to what we had in mind. Okay. And so it sounds like your friends and family had a very positive reaction when they found out where they were going to go for your wedding? Oh, yes. People were very excited. Do many of your friends and family have a history of going to Walt Disney World or are they Disney fans? Some of our friends and family are Disney fans. We had a couple that lived in Florida about two hours away. We had others that had always wanted to go to Disney. And then I think some people, when they hear Disney wedding, there is certainly a certain amount of curiosity that makes them very interested in this whole idea. I think that they automatically think the big princess wedding. And so it's one of those places that, you're not going to necessarily hear about multiple times. It's not the same as like a church or a park. So I think we had a little bit of all of those groups interested in our wedding. Okay. And how many guests ended up making the trip? We had 25. Where were most of them coming from? Our family is very spread out. So we had people come from 
Florida, from the D.C. metro area, from western New York. Those were the main areas that we had people come from. How did you guys decide that you wanted to get married around Halloween? Our wedding was actually on the day before Halloween, and we chose that date because of the minimums. And we chose that date because it's considered also the mischief night. And so it's still part of that whole Halloween. And when we started to look at dates in October, we knew that we wanted to do a Halloween theme. So we figured having it on one of those two nights would best fit our whole theme. Did you know that you wanted to have a strong Halloween theme or did that naturally come out of getting married at that time of year? I think it was a little bit of both. We looked at a lot of different themes and times of year and we both really love all things Disney, but we definitely love Halloween. We're big Halloween fanatics. That's great. What locations did you choose for your ceremony and reception to fit with that theme? We chose the Seabreeze Point Pavilion, and I really felt that the gazebo had a very Victorian feel to it. And when I think of old-timey, historic type of Halloween, I, I think of that time period. So I felt it was very fitting since you had, that's where a lot of monster stories originated from. We ended up with the France Lower for our reception, and we chose that because I really wanted it to continue that outdoor venue. And I really wanted to have something that was not completely traditional. So we foregoed dancing and it allowed us to do that and still provide a really great place for a dinner party for our guests with lots of things for them to see. And then to end up with illuminations right after the cake cutting, I felt like was a really special way to end our night. Okay. Did you work backwards so that illuminations would be right after the cake cutting, or how did you decide on the timeline? It just sort of naturally fell into place. I always knew I wanted to have an evening wedding, and so we had the wedding in the evening, and then we immediately had our guests taken over to Epcot, and we had the appetizers done, and then we did the dinner. We had a character artist there. We set up a station that was so that they could take pictures and do selfies. And then we had trivia cards for them for things that they could see different aspects of Epcot that they could fill out. And it just, the timeline just sort of flowed that as the night went on, we knew that we would cut the cake right around the same time as Illuminations. Okay, great. And then how late did you stay in the park after the park closed? We ended up leaving right after Illuminations. And then we met up at the Jelly Rolls. Those who wanted to stay out afterwards, we met down there. That's cool. Okay. So tell me a bit about how you incorporated your theme because you had a really wonderfully themed reception. How much of that was working with Disney and how much of that was DIY? All of our theme really did come from Disney because we had two outside venues. I had to use Disney for most of the floral. Our handheld floral I ordered from another company in order to have the brooch bouquets, but I was able with that company to work with them for my bouquet to have several brooches put in that had personal effects that kind of went with our theme. I had a lot of butterflies and I had one large tarantula, which was my favorite, but I also had two of my grandmother's brooches put in and she's no longer with us. So that was my way to sort of have her with me. 
as to our decor, all of the pumpkins were actually what they call funkins because it's too warm there for them to guarantee a pumpkin to hold up. Mm. So Disney actually carved all of those a week or two before the wedding. I had known that they had had damask offerings for the tablecloths. So I asked to see their catalog and I found out that they had the purple, which matched the Haunted Mansion, which also tied into our invitations had the actual damask from Haunted Mansion on them and so did our save the dates. So we had all of those pieces tying in. They moved the jack-o'-lanterns from our ceremony that had petals around them. Those were all moved to our reception location and they were put around the food tables and around the cake. And then we had on the tables, they used real pumpkins, which they carved out and put floral arrangements in. And those were based on photos that I had sent them. And I have to say that everything they did went beyond any expectation I had. And they took a theme that could have very easily become cheeky into something that was very elegant and absolutely gorgeous. That's great to hear. Now, your cake was also a wonderful piece of decor, but I understand that you had some dietary restrictions and it was a little bit difficult to get such an elaborate cake. Do you want to share how you did that? My dietary restrictions were actually part of the reason why we chose Disney. I have celiac disease, and so I can't eat any gluten. And this is a family thing, so I had a family member with it. I had my maid of honor actually had it. And when we were looking at a higher head count, we, we had multiple people that had either that restriction or other restrictions. One of my biggest things, as you stated, was the cake. Because of that dietary restriction, a lot of times you get a cake that's really tasty and it's not very attractive. So for me, my big dream was to have a really beautiful cake. And I had seen a number of cakes that Disney had done and they are all amazing. And I asked for a Mad Hatter cake. But I really wanted to tie in our Halloween theme. So we had Jack and Sally put on the top. I had a figurine that we were able to use for the cake topper. And on the bottom, they tied in the Haunted Mansion with the stretching room photos and the wallpaper. And the cake was just absolutely wonderful. They put in things I never would have thought of. Like they put a fog machine underneath of it. And the jack-o'-lanterns that they made, they put in glow cubes. So they glowed. And it was probably one of my favorite parts of the night to see our cake. It is a memory I will always have. And the best thing about the cake was that you couldn't even tell, in my opinion, that it was gluten-free. And we had a number of people come and tell us it was one of the best cakes that they ever had. One of the benefits to being gluten-free was I felt like I had a lot more free range. We certainly paid a premium on that cake. But we had chocolate raspberry on the bottom. And then the top layer was pumpkin spice with dark chocolate mousse and both of them were wonderful in addition to that we chose to add ice cream which I think that anybody who likes ice cream should certainly go for that because it felt like it was a really big hit and it tied everything together without having to add the cost of extra desserts and that would have just been overboard and perhaps not eaten yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, everybody loves cake and ice cream, but I think a lot of times when you're doing a wedding, you forget. And it was a really big deal to my husband that we had the ice cream. And like you said, it's like, that's all the dessert you need. You have ice cream, you have cake, what else is there? Yeah. So then besides the cake, what were the most and least important aspects of the wedding where you either focused your attention and budget or you saved time and budget? I feel like the decor was a really big deal for us. I really wanted to have that 
fantastic Halloween theme, but I wanted it to be in a grow up approach because I didn't want people to come and feel like it was cheeky. And I feel like it's very easy to do that when you get a theme wedding. Another thing that was really important to us is we had our guests traveling a long way. So we wanted this to be something that was really magical and really important for them to remember. And we did that by really going over the top with our favors. We did Disney-themed candy apples that they sell in the parks, and everybody absolutely loved them. Another thing that was really important to me was when we got married, I have my daughter. And so tying everything together as a family was really important. And our officiant really allowed us to do that. We had family vows. My daughter walked me down the aisle. We were able to rent a car, which was a Model A. My husband's family, his grandfather, rebuilt a Model A. So that was a really beautiful moment for us and to share with his family. It, it certainly was an emotional moment for some of them when that car pulled up. One of the things I really loved about the entire thing was that we were able to customize everything down to our hand fasting. We brought a hand fasting cloth that a, a friend of ours made to really emphasize us. And I think that that was, along with the decor, really what made the whole thing memorable. We were able to pick things like one of the things that we chose to go big on was to to pay for a quartet rather than a single instrument. But again, like one of the ways we saved was we chose to do ice cream rather than an extra dessert. We chose that because we weren't big dancers, we were able to cut the cost of a DJ and the cost of a dance floor, but we were able to give that ambience and that and the beautiful fireworks at the end rather than have a dessert party on the side. So it was all about picking aspects that were important to us and just letting go of things that we necessarily didn't particularly like, I guess, or felt that weren't aspects that we would have enjoyed. We really wanted that to be specialized to what we felt that our guests would like and what symbolized us. Another thing that we did, which was perhaps not something that most brides do, is we cut alcohol down to just the toast because when we started looking at numbers, we realized we had very few drinkers and no matter which way we did it, we were going to end up spending way more than it was even worth per drink when we looked at it. So it was it was a tough decision because we certainly had a couple of people who probably would have liked to have had an extra glass of wine, but the cost was very prohibitive for us to even have it. Yeah. And that's always one of the top places I recommend to cut costs too. So yeah. Now, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think I'm tied between two. The cake was certainly my favorite memory after being announced by the Domo. The Domo who announced us and then seeing our cake, that was certainly my favorite memory from the reception. But I think my favorite memory of the wedding was renting the transportation and and having the car because I didn't realize that they were going to drive the car all the way down the boardwalk. And... I got in the car with my daughter and it was honestly, it was like being a princess in a parade going down the boardwalk. Everybody was wishing congratulations and they were waving and it was such a grand entrance when we got there as well. It was, it was just so beautiful and so amazing to arrive to the location in this vintage vehicle and then to have it again to have our stage exit. It was such a great experience. And I recommend to brides that are on the fence over renting that vintage car, 
to certainly do it. it. It's a moment that you will never forget. And it's truly an awesome thing to do, I think. That's great advice. Was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? No, I feel like everything turned out in the end. I mean, I think all brides have their hair-raising moments doing planning. But by the time we got to the end, it was certainly worth everything that we had paid. It was certainly worth every moment that we had put into it and that our planners had put into it. It was absolutely spectacular. As I said, I mean, it, it was beautiful. The whole day ran seamlessly. If anybody has wonders what you're paying for, that's what you're paying for on that day is that everything will be in place and you're not going to have to worry about it. You just have to worry about getting your hair done and, and showing up. And I, I feel like nothing really went wrong that day. I felt like it was absolutely perfect. That's wonderful to hear. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal when you were planning and then turned out not to be? For me, I think the food aspect was a big deal. And I think I made it a bigger deal because I was so worried about it. Disney really did take a lot of that worry away. And again, that was part of the reason why we had chosen because I had such success eating at Disney in the past. But again, I think that was more my worry than everything else. And my other worry, I think, was really getting everything down there. And that's where really contacting other people who have been in that situation really helped me figure out how to ship things, how to get things on the plane and things like that. That's a good point. Just out of curiosity, was your whole menu gluten-free and what kind of feedback did you get from your guests? Our whole menu was gluten-free and I think the only thing that our guests were not a super fan of was the bread. Gluten-free bread is not always the most wonderful thing in the world. For the most part though, I feel like the menu wasn't really missing anything. We had very few modifications. We had a couple of appetizers that they had swapped out for things that were more readily gluten-free. But otherwise, the food was pretty standard. And that's what's great about Disney is they know how to make all that stuff. Yes. So is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I don't think so. I think that we really did get what we were looking for above and beyond. I I feel like the experience was one of those once in a lifetime things that I will always remember having my family come together and, and do. And one of the greatest things about it too was that my family actually got to spend time with each other for several days. I don't know that we would have gotten that anywhere else. So I don't think that there's anything that I would go back and, and change. Right. So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms, particularly those who love Halloween and maybe want to incorporate that into their weddings? I think that Halloween's a really fun theme. I think our planner and the florist and everybody had a really fun time with our wedding because it was, it was very different. I think the thing that you really have to be careful of is, again, it's, it's like any theme wedding. It's really easy to be cheeky. But I think tying in some of the nicer things like going towards that more Victorian era or something of that nature is, is really the way to go if you want an upscale wedding. We tied, even our damask was tied to the girls' dresses that were lace overlay, very similar patterns. And we tried to stick with a color palette that worked well together. So I think if you're going to consider something like that, I think it's easy to go over the top in the wrong way, but you just have to be careful how you do it. And I think that the planners there and the florists there 
are really great with those types of things. And I, and our cake was simply because I told them the types of things that I liked and the colors I wanted, and they just ran with it. So a lot of times, if that's something that you want to do, just giving simple ideas and simple hints of the things that you like or a color palette, that's what they're there for is to build on what your ideas are. You don't necessarily have to give them all the information and they have fun doing it. So I, I, one of the things I've told other brides is certainly with things like the cake or the decor, if you're not 100%, but you have your ideas, just hand them to them and say, here's my ideas, because no matter what, it's going to turn out awesome. Great point. I think a lot of us think that we have to have every single detail ironed out. And with Disney, it can work out better if you're open to having them take your idea and run with it. And another thing, too, is Pinterest. I had a Pinterest board that I actually sent over to my planner. And that did have some of the specific things like the girls dresses that were the lace overlays. It had that and the colors. It had the tablecloth that I wanted already on it because we did our planning session over the phone. It had a photo of a centerpiece that was similar to what I wanted with the floral inside and then the small gourds with the candles. I had a photo of the caramel apples because it wasn't something that they standardly had. They did caramel apples, but not necessarily Halloween. And it was a way for me when I was on the phone to keep track of everything like the, like the car the quartet. I had lists made of the music and things like that already done on the sheet. So I think that Pinterest is also a really great tool because even if, again, if you don't know exactly what you want, if you hand them the things that you do absolutely want and then ideas for the rest of it, they can run with it. That's great. Yeah. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I have a Pinterest board that has a handful of photos and I can send you the link. Awesome. Well, Bianca, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. I think it's really instructive, especially for people who love Halloween and want to find a way to incorporate it in their wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>